Hope FM News. Good morning. Firefighters have managed to extinguish two large vegetation fires at Scarborough. Fire and rescue spokesperson Theo Lane says three exhausted crews who were deployed to battle the blazes were also involved in efforts to douse raging wildfires this week. Lane says frequent instances of vegetation fires are not uncommon this time of year, with authorities responding to up to 80 fires a day. Last night we responded to Mr. Cliffs and uh, Scarborough. Two fires which was extinguished, we left the crew behind just to make sure that everything is um, still out. Uh, no property was damaged and the cause of the fires are known at this stage. ANC Secretary-General Gwede Mantashe says the current state of affairs within Kasatu can only be resolved by the Federation's leadership. He says even if the ruling party intervened, the ultimate responsibility for unity within the Federation lies with the Kasatu leadership. Mantashe was speaking at a re- memorial lecture for Moses Katane and J.B. Marx in the Northwest. That situation in the Federation reflects a lack of ability of the committee to appreciate that when they take over a precious organization, the responsibility to maintain unity and cohesion is with them, is not with anybody else. The ANC can assist them, it can advise them, but ultimately the responsibility to maintain unity and cohesion is in the leadership of the Federation. The British government is considering banning radical Islamists from working unsupervised with children. This is one of the series of measures included in a draft anti-terrorism strategy. The Sunday Telegraph newspaper, which has seen a leaked document, says it may also require staff at employment centres to identify people who could be vulnerable to radicalisation. The BBC's Ben Wright reports. Three British teenage girls seemingly travelled to Syria to join Islamic State and the identity of Jihadi John was revealed. The question of how to prevent extremism in Britain is again acute. A new government strategy has been working its way through Whitehall for some time. The draft document, seen by the Sunday Telegraph, proposes a number of new measures, including a ban on Islamist radicals working unsupervised with children. The rules on granting citizenship may also be tightened to make sure new residents embrace so-called British values. And finally, Team Activate Demicon has clinched the ladies' race of the Cape Town Cycle Tour. Lynette Berger placed first in a time of 1 hour 17 minutes and 52 seconds. Cherie Stander, the widow of fellow, fellow professional cyclist Barry Stander, finished second while Marushka Matia took a third spot. Reigning Cape Town Cycle Tour men's champion Nolan Hoffman of Team Ubuntu has retained his title after crossing the finish line of the shortened 47-kilometer route first in a time of 1 hour, 1 minute and 49 seconds. Tyler Day finished second while Brenton Jones ended in third position. The route had to be shortened from its original distance of 109 kilometers after raging wildfires in the South Peninsula created safety concerns for riders going through Chapman's Peak. Catchment fences were destroyed, making rock falls possible. I'm Josie Evely for Good Hope FM News.